Aloha and anoha sayo. It's Aleni and Jerry again from Just, Just Call Me Nuna. Episode 16 this week. All right. We're getting a little um, historical and into like the South Korean culture that's spreading around the world. Yeah, kids. I mean, like if you're in school, like this is definitely Auntie Jerry did like a book report here. So <laughs> stay tuned. You're going to learn so much tonight. You know, I love history. My, yes. under, my undergrad is history. So yeah. I love history. So, you know, I went, I went for it. So we wanted to, you know, just talk about like how South Korea has just evolved into this worldwide phenomenon. I mean, it's just really amazing what they've been able to do in the last few years. Yes. So I have some notes from that. Um, did you want to go into somewhat? Did we get a new country this week? We did. Oh. We have. Um, we want to give a shout out to our new listeners in Vietnam this week. Oh, wow. So total of 24 countries where we've been listened to. So thank you for your support. Continue to send us messages, follow us on Instagram. Yeah, I've been, I've been slacking in that area. <laughs> <laughs> Life gets in the way, Jerry. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I've been a little busy in the last, this week is my last kind of big week. Oh. And then die down again. Um, okay, so weekly updates. Yeah. So I added in some, other than BTS, but just like cultural things in South Korea as well. So the first thing is... There is a there was a groundbreaking ceremony for a dedicated K-pop arena that is set to open in 2024. Yeah. So it's designed for mega scale concerts. Yeah. It has a 20,000 um, indoor capacity and 40,000 outside. And it's set to be like the heart of live K content experience. And it's going to be a district, I guess. So they're going to have cultural content companies, retail shops, hotels and then waterfront gardens. Wow. Um, funded by CJ Live City and which is an enter- entertainment conglomerate. Wow. Yeah. Also in weekly news, Squid Game has passed the over 3 billion minutes viewed in one week of US streaming on Netflix. So that was just last week. That's crazy. In comparison to like since it come out, came out, right? Wow. Yeah. Um Billboard's Hot Trending Songs chart powered um by Twitter has Butter at number 1 and Permission to Dance at number 3. Um Harry Styles f- falling was also in the top 10 but i believe that was probably helped by jk's cover because the song is about a year old yeah so interesting um yeah i don't think that was the actual harry styles version that was trending in good news south korea they've dropped restrictions and operating hours for restaurants and cafes and have implemented a vaccine passport for high-risk venues such as gyms saunas and bars and they're just basically you know trying to stick with the same mentality of living with covid um, they have reached their goal of a 70% vaccination, fully vaccinated at 72% of their population, and 79% have had e- at least one dose, which is really great. Way better than America. Seriously. <laughs> um, 100 people can attend musicals or concerts regardless of vaccination status, but only vaccinated people can eat and drink in movie theaters. Outdoor sporting events are at 50% capacities, but unfortunately, the thing that we've been waiting for is there's no update on tourism yet. Although Japan did drop down a bit to a three-day quarantine for business travelers. So hopefully as things start to improve in the world, um, we'll be able to, you know, get back to Korea soon. Well, they haven't fully opened schools. That's what it said. Oh, I didn't even realize that. I think it's like November 22nd is when they plan on like... Going back full force. I guess like fully. Wow. That's what I read somewhere. Yeah. Now, Jerry, here's some exciting news with your boy today, Jin. So his uh, original soundtrack for the... Um, K-drama Jiri-san was released, well, yesterday, I guess, mm-hmm. Korean Standard Time. 
Um, and the music video was released on YouTube after the sixth episode that played. And by this afternoon, it was number one on iTunes in 81 countries, including the U.S. Um, it also was like the fastest song by a soloist to get to like over 50 countries, number one on iTunes as well. Amazing. And the music video has over 1 million views already. Wow. And did you listen to the song yet, Jerry? Oh, yeah. Yeah. How many times, Jerry? <laughs> well, a few. And I added it to my playlist and I watched the music video a few times as well. A few. It's a sweet song. It is. Yes. It's very good. Yeah. Um, the Mama Awards were announced. Uh, BTS is up for Best Male Group, Best Dance Performance Male Group, Butter, and uh, for Best Collaboration for My Universe. Um, they also, of course, are up for the grand prize, the Desang Award for Artist of the Year, Song of the Year for Butter, Song of the Year for My Universe, Album of the Year for B, and Worldwide Icon of the Year. And, you know, these are one of those awards that they, like, sweep everything. So it'll be interesting to see what happens this year. Okay, HYBE announced that they're re- releasing original webtoons. Um, the theme, and they're going to do it for, like, TXT and N-Hyphen, as well as BTS. So the theme for BTS is Seven Fates of Chaco, which are, it's like a, um, I guess it would be like web novels and web comics that goes through Korean traditions and history through the Chakhogsa or Tiger Hunters of the Joseon Dynasty era, era. So it's an urban fantasy. And um, I guess they, they're part of the army that used to catch tigers and bears in a Korean tale. Interesting. Yeah. Is that the one that, like, V is, like, the, um, he's, like, a fortune teller? Or was that the season's greeting? I think that was the season's greeting. Because season's greeting, too, was a little... It was interesting. odd, right? <laughs> like, interesting videos. Like, Jin, yeah. Jin was a shadow hunter. Yeah. Like, I don't know, I don't know. Because the season's greetings yeah. is usually, like, pretty, like, just tame. I mean, right, like, right, it's, right. like, in no, the winter. Like, there was, like, yeah, it was weird. out, which okay. is weird. But they all had different, like, jobs. Yeah. Um, and they're also going to develop a video game that's going to be released in early 2022. And Weverse is set to merge with VLive. Yeah, that's pretty huge. Um, and then I, I re- also read somewhere that Not Today is supposed to be featured in Sing 2, the movie. Mm. But will not be sung by BTS. Oh, they're just taking the song. They're just taking the song. Oh, interesting. Oh, maybe one of the animals are Yeah, I think it, it's right? like a bunch of the animals. Oh, that makes so, sense. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Yeah. Um, Hybe also announced that BTS will be joining the crypto space after a deal was signed produced NFTs um, for the band's members jointly with South Korea's Upbit exchange run by cryptocurrency operator operator Dunamu, which is the largest in South Korea. Um, And so, of course, it'll be available on Weverse for purchase, um, but physical photo cards always sell out. So they expect the digital ones to be moving images and with sound, which would be kind of different. And that will be definitely in high demand. Um, so as part of the deal, Hai bought a 2.5% stake in Dunamu. So interesting how, you know, they're kind of spreading out their, their interests. Well, there's in- a controversy over that because NFTs also are very, um, I guess they use a lot of energy or something. So right. people are complaining yes. about that. Yes, and yes, that, yes. I saw that, that goes against their whole, like... Right, saving the environment. Yeah, kind of theme. Right, right, So right. there was a, a bunch of... Um, interesting articles online about how like bts is selling out or like you know they're just becoming hey, they gotta just, capitalize on the money now. hype is becoming like a money machine and trying to just like you know get billions and billions use them for everything so mm-hmm. 
So that's what, um, yeah, that's kind of the controversy right now. Right. But that the NFTs, yes, do go against their, um, you know, and then they're, they're joking, like people are joking that these digital photo cards, like all it is is like TikToks. You know what I mean? Like you can just get a TikTok, TikTok I mean, you for get free, free stuff on Instagram. right? So, <laughs> so people are like, I don't know about this, right? So, yeah. There will be people that will pay though. Oh, yeah. I'm sure. And then the rest of us can go on Instagram and <laughs> Pinterest. Well, it's like it you, you, you own that digital you own photo. the rights yeah, of that. Something yeah. like that. So. Interesting. Yeah. Um, Hybe also is suing a cryptocurrency company that named their cryptocurrency army. And apparently they used um, BTS photos to promote, <gasps> promote it. Oh and my there's goodness. no connection to BTS so oh wow kind of like the squid game one there was one for squid game i think Uh i think it was squid game and people bought it and then like it just crashed oh wow because yeah bt21 also released the winter collection for dolls and of course jerry rj immediately sold out three days after (laughs) and it remains as the only character that sold out that's right because (laughs) rj is the cutest Uh, Marvel's The Eternal director, Chloe Zhao, chose the song Friends specifically for the movie and because that's her favorite BTS song and her favorite person is Jimin. I did see that. So episode four in The Soup came out uh, this week. It shows them working on a new full-length album. Um, It was during the time of the Olympics because they showed them watching the Olympics and screaming and yelling. So that'll be interesting. It sounds like it's going to be similar to the vibe of the 2018 album. Um, RM mentioned that they haven't done a song like Idol in a while, so it may be similar to that kind of hyped energy. Maybe they're shying away from the English now, mm. going back to their roots. There you go. Okay. <laughs> um, and then Hybe and Universal Music Group that, you know, kind of came together, it announced the Global Girl Group audition. Um, so it'll be in L.A., and they're going to, like, get K-pop training in L.A. Right. And it's the first joint venture between a U.S. record label and a K-pop company. And it also followed the announcement of the Search for the Boy group. Right, right, right. Um, and I guess that one's going to be televised in 2022. Hmm, that'll be fun. Yeah. And just in general, I mean, BTS was very active this week in Weverse. Everyone except um, for Jimin and J- Jungkook. Jungkook. Um, but your boy Jin was hilarious. I mean, his post where he kept posting with his Bike. bicycle... And then he wrote, like, a response saying, oh, it's hard to fit my bike in the trunk of the car. Because <laughs> he's trying to front like he's riding his bike everywhere, like RM. <laughs> but everyone was really active this week, which was nice to see. I guess they're, you know, because they're working and stuff. Yeah. They have to, like, hype it up. They'll be traveling soon. That's true. Um, so this week we decided to kind of go into, like, because, you know, with Squid Game, BTS, right. K-dramas... Everything's um, South Korean culture has really like come become this worldwide phenomenon. So where you know where did it come from? It was very interesting to see. You know, my dad he 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 was did a lot of business in Korea in the nineties, um, early nineties too. So that was kind of interesting because I mean I don't think a lot of people. Well, when I did my research, that actually Korea didn't even open up to like foreign tourists. Mm. Until like the nineties, <laughs> late eighties, you know when the Olympics happened and things like right. that. So then they started because it's a very um kind of young economic country actually, right. which was very interesting. Well, even when we went in two thousand eighteen, Jerry, I thought it was so interesting how Seoul is like 
brand new. Like a lot of those big buildings and all those like business districts, it's very much like a brand new city. Yeah. Everything is very modern and, you know, well, it's because really interesting. it's a fairly young industrialized nation. Right? right. So, right, right. you know, President Moon, when he said that in his speech, um, it did, it, it was actually very surprising. So, you know, it's only kind of been transformed in the past 60 years because initially when Japan, Japan had, um, taken over the peninsula right right and then when they left they were they were split and then south korea was actually very poor all the all the infrastructure was in the north right so like the electrical power and a lot of the industry was in the north and all the farming was in in the south Mm -hmm. so after so then after that when north tried to take over the south and the korean war happened then there was like a economic recovery and the south had to figure out what the heck they were going to do because you know, farming is so um, volatile too. Like when you have monsoons and things like that, right? You're right. like, um, you're stuck with you. You you know you have to figure out how to diversify your economy. So in the in the 1960s, after the Korean War, is when the South Korean leaders decided that they're going to give priority to, priority to the economic development of Korea, which focused on um, state planning as well as private entrepreneurship. Because they didn't have a lot of natural resources, they were dependent on, you know. Um, low wage, educated, educated, but and disciplined workforce to produce the goods for export. Mm. So they had to transition from that. And then in the nineteen seventies, um, they really started moving from a labor intensive to a capital intensive industries. Things like steel, heavy equipment, and shipping um, became into play. Came into play, and then in the nineteen eighties, they moved into automobiles and electronics. And um, since then, it's become the 11th largest economy in the world in terms of um, gross domestic product, I think, or what is that? GDP. Mm -hmm. Um, And then um, they attributed their success and growth to reforms, policy reforms. So it aims, they wanted to have foreign trade. So they basically opened themselves up to foreign markets. And it's one of the top 10 exporters in the world. Pretty amazing. Yeah. And they, you know, they also... The reason why they they kind of diversified their economy, they decided that they're gonna invest in innovation, as well as business, mm-hmm. like improvements in their environment. Yeah. So once South Korea's economy was established, then like the cultural kind of aspect of it too kind of got exported. I mean, in Hawaii, we've had K dramas around for a long time. I think right. my mom's. I mean, my mom's been watching K dramas forever. Sure. So that was probably the first influx of Korean culture. But so so even though you know, like a lot of people now with Netflix, like with the streaming, mm-hmm. they see it. But people in Hawaii have been watching it for years, decades, really. Right. Since like the early two thousands. And even with like you know K pop and even like Parasite, mm-hmm. how that won an Oscar. I mean, it's really brought just South Korea into light in the last few years. Mm-hmm. So you know, how they've really been developing. So they actually started out, South Korea was um, borrowing from the U.S. and Japan at first to, like, kind of create this um, kind of entertainment, you know, develop their entertainment hubs. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, like you said, Parasite was the first foreign language film to win Best Picture at the Academy Awards. And then the following year, Minari, which was the the one about the um, family that, like, moved to Arkansas to, like, farm, I think. So they were nominated in 2020, and um, one of the the grandma, I think, won the yep. Best Supporting Actress. That's right. And she was the first Korean um, to win an Academy Award for acting. Mm-hmm. And that was in 2020. 
Um, and then Netflix started streaming in South Korea in 2016 and introduced over and has introduced over 80 Korean movies and TV shows in the last few years. In fact, there's like a lawsuit now in in Korea because Netflix is taking up so much streaming, I guess, space like or the in the Wi-Fi uh-huh. and they never paid taxes or there's something that's going on. And so South Korean government or South Korea, like the internet hub or whoever's providing the streaming is like suing Netflix now for all oh, this wow. like back like money because huh. they're finding that it's taking up so much of the bandwidth, but then like Netflix doesn't pay anything for that. Yeah. yeah so that wow. that's going on right now. Um and then on the first of November, three out of the ten Netflix top most popular TV shows in um on streaming was was that's from South amazing Korea. to yeah, me. South Korean shows. Um, and Squid Game became the all-time top-streamed original show in Netflix history recently. Wow. So it beat Bridgerton, I think. Bridgerton was the old, oh, old winner. Okay, okay. And Squid Game beat that this fall. Yep. In September, the Oxford English Dictionary added 26 new words of Korean origin, including Hayu, which is very cool. Mm-hmm. And, um, of course, K-pop, right? K-pop, K-dramas... They've been around for a while, and they were very popular in Asia at first. Right. Um, but they weren't able to kind of reach global success, and probably that was, like, the big language barrier. Right. Um, Sai, the Gangnam Style Gangnam guy. Style. He was whoop, like a whoop, He was, like, whoop. a one-hit wonder, so he kind of... <laughs> I mean, people talk about him being the start of it, but he was he was kind of, like, a one-hit wonder. Yeah. Um, and then technology has paid, like, a major... Played a major part in the expansion, because um, before... South Korean, they only had, uh, like, some channels, and then they really controlled, like, the TV industry. So, like, Netflix and streaming and independent studios, they can um, send it out to the international markets, yeah. Right. Totally. So, the like, the big draw of, like, the K-dramas and the, and the movies, though, are um, because of, like, there's a lot of censorship in, in Korea. You know, like, they can't. Do it's a lot very of rated things. G. Yeah, they have to dig two G for me. Dig, dig deep <laughs> to develop like characters and plots, right? So they have to like do more with the storylines and everything because they right. can't show skin and do those things. That's why my my mom them like it because she said that it's not like it's just it's about racy. Like, it's like real love, you know. Yes. So they they like it. It's very innocent, right? Yes. Um, Aspirational love. <laughs> But it's just like BTS when you get your flash of skin, Eleni. You're true. just like so thirsty. Makes me more crazy. Thirsty for it. That's right. But they're not showing like a whole chest for you because that would just be too much. Ugh. I think you would die. Oh, well. Yeah. I mean, they're even like fully clothed when they go in the water. I know. <laughs> and they were like, they were shorts in the shower. Like, come on, please. <laughs> No, they on in the soup they had um I guess Jimin and RM got woken up and then they were they were shirtless, right? Mm. So they put like a little like Blurring. icon. No, it was like a little shirt shirt clip art on their body. Oh <laughs> and then, like, Too much. to cover it. It oh was kind gosh. of funny. <laughs> but yeah, so they, they're very um modest. Yeah. I guess you say. Yes, modest. Very modest. Although there are parts V likes to take his shirt off because there was um <laughs> beyond in the behind the scenes clips of like certain um like Bon Voyage and stuff, uh-huh. like when they go in the hot tub, you, you kinda see V in the corner and he took his shirt off, but then they won't show him and yeah. then he has to be like in the water. In the water, like his neck only yeah. his neck can show, but you can tell like their shoulders there. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Too funny. Yeah. 
Overall, the spreading of Korean culture has been very successful because they've been able to capitalize on a digitally global, globalized world. You know, Western, Western society has been obsessed with Asian entertainment since the, since the 90s. Um, and, you know, Japan has had many successful moments with anime, Pokemon, J-pop, um, because it's seen as quirky and offbeat. Um, Korean culture is a little bit more accessible because K-dramas have universal themes that everyone can relate to. Yeah, so that's why they're seeing that Japan has not been able to... They can't evolve. ...come, come right, out because right. they are seen as different versus, like, K-pop and K-drama or whatever. Korean culture is more accessible because it's, like, the same things that yeah. happen in America. Totally. I totally agree right. with that statement. That's very, very true. Um, you know, Twitter is sometimes called the holy place of K-pop because... It seems like Twitter is is used a lot more than even like Instagram or even YouTube in some instances, I think. Um, But TikTok is also starting to have an impact, which allows artists to cross over borders and become more of a global artist versus just staying in their country. And then like, you know, worldwide brands are benefiting because they are having partnerships with the artists and idols and actors. So like luxury fashion houses, oh yeah, automobiles, websites, McDonald's, mm-hmm. like all of those. Totally. You know, and not just not just BTS, like all of the artists as well as like you know like Hyun Bin, he does like the watches. Oh like, yeah. I forget what company that was. Absolutely. But, you know. And I think we've talked about this before, but K-pop artists fully engage with their fans. You know, as we talked about on Weavers, and you know they're very interactive thanking them in interviews, you know, they say everything they do is for their fans, no matter what the group is. So I think that um, Western um, listeners, like, they love that because you don't get the same I don't even attention. think it's just Western. It's probably, like, worldwide. Right. Like, yeah. they're just kind of eat it up because it's like, oh, they really care about me. <laughs> they're talking to me, Jerry. Eleni, you do that, though. <laughs> just to let everyone know. At the concert, in the aisle, New Kids on the Block... Donnie was singing to Eleni, okay? There may have been thousands of other people in the concert hall, but Donnie pointed and sang to Eleni. And locked eyes. They lock eyes with me all the time. Even though she can't see. She can't see that far, but they locked eyes with her. Oh, my goodness. And, you know, honestly, COVID, just in the last year and a half, has really helped spread the Korean culture. People have been stuck at home. Um, we're translating into hours of digital entertainment, learning Korean, right, Jerry? As you're learning Korean and movies and music, people were craving something new and South Korea media filled that void, absolutely. Um, and I think that the values that BTS per- perpetuate, like gratitude, respect, humility, loving oneself, those are all the things that I think people were missing in our everyday lives and it connects with people of all ages, which is why we have everyone from like, you know, teenagers all the way to 60 year olds 60 year olds yeah just in love with just what they're talking about which is so cool well i think like being stuck at home right and then korean dramas like you can binge them oh so yeah that's why i think it you you know just keep watching and watching and yeah. hours of content and everyone's at home and oh yeah that's all you, you can do you know and i'm still using my mind because i have to read all the subtitles so you know it's I'm like still two for one mind. no i i really think my eyesight has gotten worse in the past like six months oh yes just from reading yes yeah. absolutely um korean the korean government also is plays a big part in this like kind of cultural you know um spread because they they actually support them 
by having they they're one of the only countries in the whole in the world that has a ministry of culture, sports, and tourism. Smart. And one of the divisions solely focuses on K-pop, music, fashion, comic books, cartoons, and mass entertainment. So smart. So yeah, they have three other divisions that make make up that um, ministry of culture, sports, and tourism. But that office has a budget of five point five billion dollars U.S. I mean, think about it. I mean, even if they just did concerts in Korea, think of how many international people would fly in to see oh, those yeah, concerts. Oh, yeah, yeah, I mean, I mean that's the whole thing that they do is they're aiming to boost the economic growth. And not just with BTS, but other things, particularly yep. through the growing country's cultural industry. So it's like an export industry. So, part, you know, not only like Samsung and LG and Hyundai's and stuff, they, they look at their culture as being part of that. Um, ex, you know, exporting that, which I think right. is like a really great thing. And, you know, Americans could learn, like we need to diversify even, I mean, if you look at Hawaii, right, they're talking about how tourism, we have to diversify from tourism. We right. Have to, we have to, but what are the what, options? Yeah. And what, what, what could you do instead of that? Could you just expand like doing something more like this with tourism, you know, like right. focusing on trying to get it out there? Like, I guess they have, but then we have issues because people don't want people going to those places, like right. the hiking and right, like, right. you know, like that's cultural, part, because part of it is our places. like landscape, right? That people mm-hmm. want to go to these, these Tread hikes yeah. and everything, but you can't because, you know, there's people that are against all of that. So that's the problem we have is that we don't have people that are all in, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? That's and true. in order for us to keep our economy. And I mean, if you look at what happened with COVID right now, they're looking at, you know, oh, we have to diversify, but we're on an island. We have little space. We have, it's hard to get things. It's expensive. It's expensive to get work to people for working. You know, like when you look at like all the service jobs and things, like the reason why like people with no education and low and immigrants have to do it is because no one else will do it. Like, like look at all the people that wrote out unemployment versus like getting a job and just trying to do something that's right you know what i mean like true it's it's so it's i think people like definitely can take a look at other countries and see the way that they're doing things and learn from it like america is not like the end all you know what i mean like we have a lot of problems ourselves very (laughs) very we could learn from others you know although hawaii did get uh one of their uh new boy bands recently so we'll see what happens you know all the best of luck to crossing rain let's see what happens so what are they i mean they're a boy band but we're they're just based in hawaii it's a k-pop style group oh so yeah they're they're definitely i mean and and they have the whole range i think there's how many of them are there i thought there was like eight i think there's seven of them and they 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 like from age thirteen to like twenty, I think. So it's it's pretty. See, Nico could have been in a band. It's fo- it's following <laughs> a, a pretty good uh, way. It's, 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 it seems to work. They need a hitman bang. Yeah, they do. Only oh, there's six of them. So, yeah. Good luck to them. We'll be following along, and hopefully, you know, maybe one day we can feature more of them. <laughs> um, travel was also banned. Foreign travel for Koreans. So. Koreans couldn't go out <laughs> like the Korean people. They were stuck. I think couldn't couldn't travel out prior to the 1990s. Um, and once that ban was lifted, that's when they went and they, they brought back the West, Western, Western culture. So they went to study, mm-hmm. like people that went to study abroad, things like that. And they brought back like the ways of doing business mm-hmm. and also like part of that. So, you know, 
just like we should go out and check out other places and do it good. Um, they did that and then they brought it back to improve their economy, you know? Totally. And just the exports alone from tourism in 2019, 21.5 billion US dollars was generated in South Korea just from tourism, which is pretty amazing. Um, and we've seen that the goal of the Korean government is to increase revenues yearly by 35 billion. Although, of course, COVID has delayed that, but yeah. pretty impressive numbers. And um, in my research, <laughs> it talked about <laughs> how the challenges for the future for Korea were to sustain that innovation in, cu- in cultural product, products, as well as, I think, in just, you know, coming out with new things. Um, coming up with new creative new themes and stories in the culture and avoiding overexposure for oh, the stars, oh, which oh that has that's, yeah I haven't been successful at that yeah and then <laughs> um, hopefully sustaining the investment of the Korean government because I think that's probably a big thing oh but that's so easy like tenfold they can get their investment back I mean it's pretty obvious well yeah because they their budget is five point five billion but like tourism and other things come in and. It's over 20, right? Yeah, huge. So so hopefully you all learned something this week. Um, it was very interesting to me just seeing all the research that Jerry had done. I felt like I was back in high school or college again, but, you know, we thought we'd I'm a history share. buff. I'm a history yeah. buff. I like history. <laughs> Other people think social studies is boring. I love it. It was my undergrad degree, history. So those of you in the car line or riding to work, hopefully got to learn something new this week. You know that I would always try to make history fun <laughs> for my students because Thank they you. always thought it was boring. Like people always, because if you don't like it, you teach it poorly, right? And in public schools, you have to teach everything. So even if mm. I'm not a trained PE teacher, I had to go and teach PE. <laughs> if I'm not a trained music teacher, I had to go and teach music, That's you know? That's true, yes. So, but social studies is one of the core subjects. So I always tried to do fun things because I thought it was very important. Because the main thing about history is you learn it so you don't make the mistakes that Repeat people made mistakes. in the past. That's true. That's very, why it's very, very important. And social studies always gets a bad rap. Oh. <laughs> Thank you, Miss Jerry, <laughs> for Korean History Culture 101. So hope you guys had a great uh, time listening to us this week. Have a great rest of your week. And always give us feedback. We love hearing um, everything that you have to say. So send us messages, follow us along, and have a great week. Annyeong! <laughs> Bye!